is to you, Lord Jesus Christ, King of endless glory. to you, Lord Jesus Christ, King of endless glory. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. A man was ill, Lazarus from Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. Mary was the one who had anointed the Lord with perfumed oil and dried his feet with her hair. It was her brother Lazarus who was ill. So the sisters of Lazarus went, sent word to Jesus, saying, Master, the one you love is ill. When Jesus heard this, he said, This illness is not to end in death, but is for the glory of God, that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that he was ill, he remained for two days in the place where he was. Then after this, he said to his disciples, Let us go back to Judea. The disciples said to him, Rabbi, the Jews were just trying to stone you, and do you want to go back there? Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours in a day? If one walks during the day, he does not stumble because he sees the light of this world. But if one walks at night... He stumbles because the light is not in him. He said this and then told them, Our friend Lazarus is asleep, but I am going to awaken him. So the disciples said to him, Master, if he is asleep, he will be saved. But Jesus was talking about his death, while they thought that he meant ordinary sleep. So then Jesus said to them clearly, Lazarus has died. And I am glad you, for you that I was not there, that you may believe. Let us go to him. So Thomas called Didymus, said to his fellow disciples, Let us also go to die with him. When Jesus arrived, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Now Bethany was near Jerusalem, only about two miles away, and many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to comfort them about their brother. When Martha had heard that Jesus was coming, she, met, she went to meet him, but Mary sat at home. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, Your brother will rise. Martha said to him, I know he will rise in the resurrection on the last day. Jesus told her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, even if he dies, will live. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, Yes, Lord, I have come to believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, the one who is coming into the world. When she had said this, she went and called her sister Mary secretly, saying, The teacher is here and asking for you. As soon as she heard this, she rose quickly and went to him. For Jesus had not yet come into the village, but was still where Martha had met him. So when the Jews who were with her in the house comforting her saw Mary get up quickly and go out, they followed her, presuming that she was going to the tomb to weep there. 
When Mary came to where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and said to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews who had come with her weeping, he became perturbed and deeply troubled and said, Where have you laid him? They said to him, Sir, come and see. And Jesus wept. So the Jews said, See how he loved him? But some of them said, Could not the one who opened the eyes of the blind man have done something so that this man would not have died? So Jesus, perturbed again, came to the tomb. It was a cave, and a stone lay across it. Jesus said, Take away the stone. Martha, the dead man's sister, said to him, Lord, by now there will be a stench. He has been dead for four days. Jesus said to her, Did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. And Jesus raised his eyes and said, Father, I thank you for hearing me. I know that you always hear me. But because of the crowd here, I have said this, that they may believe that you sent me. And when he had said this, he cried out in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, tied hand and foot with burial bands, and his face was wrapped in the cloth. So Jesus said to them, Untie him and let him go. Now many of the Jews who had come to Mary and seen what he had done began to believe in him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Please be seated. This is the first time for me offering Mass outside of uh, church uh, in an official capacity, uh, besides, you know, offering in the cemetery or whatever. We priests do this on a regular basis when we're perhaps in our parents' homes or maybe on vacation, but so this is very unusual circumstances, as you know. Um, My 18 and a half years, I've never done this before. But we're in a very unique circumstance, and so it's understandable that we would do this. It's good to consider the Lord's providence and helping us understand how he can bring about good from this unusual circumstance. And basically, waking us up. We hear about Lazarus in the gospel today, Jesus saying that he's simply just sleeping. Jesus knows, we all know that it was basically physical death, but to Christ, it's as if he's sleeping. We know what it's like to wake someone up, right? Simply shake them or say their name or, or turn on the light. Very simple, really, very easy. For God, that's the way it is as well. These readings are actually for this Sunday's Mass. Um, I figured it was very appropriate to use them for this funeral liturgy, for this, this funeral Mass. Very appropriate because it helps us to remember in the midst of all of this conflict, in the midst of all this fear and this, and, and this trauma that we're enduring in a society, all these unusual circumstances of social distancing and so forth, that God is still God. In the midst of what we're enduring, we must trust in Him. Lent is in a sense, in some regard, the best Lent that we could ever have. Lent is really all a period of 40 days to, in a sense, wake us up, to help us to remember that we're in need of God's mercy. And to remember those words that we receive. We heard the, the priest or the, the uh, minister say when they put ashes on our foreheads on Ash Wednesday, remember you are dust. 
and to dust you will return. There's kind of a little joke that goes with that. We're all going, in a sense, none of us are going to get out of this alive, right? Uh, we're all going to face that time. Um, ancient saints used to have skulls on their desks or, or in their presence to remind them of their mortality and that they will face judgment. It shouldn't be a scary thing. It should be a welcome thing. If we're, in a sense, uh, distancing ourselves from the ways of sin, if we repent and believe in the gospel that Jesus and St. John the Baptist and countless saints since then have said, to let our egos, our sinfulness aside, and to trust in God and to live our lives for the love of God and the love of neighbor. And to remember that all the things that we have, the physical uh, material possessions and, and all the things that we think are so important are really nothing in relation to our relationships, our relationship with God and with one another. Many people are stopping to realize what really truly is important, the gift of life, and to be thankful for that, to be will willing to realize that Christ has called us to eternal life, to be thankful for the sacraments, the gift of the Eucharist, Holy Communion, which you are going to be given the chance to be able to receive that no one else in the whole city and in the whole world in many ways, uh, various different dioceses are not able to receive at this time. The gift of the bread of life where Jesus says, uh, this is my body, this is my blood, do this in memory of me. What a beautiful gospel, what a great reminder to us as we celebrate this funeral mass for, for Jim. I think if Jim was here, he would appreciate this as, as well, this uh, notion of people are dying, and, and so uh, to be there present with them. He was a, a medic in the Vietnam uh, War, and it took care of countless patients uh, day in and day out uh, in the hospital and various other circumstances. Uh, Jesus is the divine physician. There are many people who died uh, after having received the care of Jim, and, and no doctor is ever perfect, of ever be able to keep someone alive forever. And we will, we will face that period of transition. But Christ is the divine physician. He alone can truly actually bring someone back from the dead and promises resurrection. As he says in the gospel today, your brother will rise to Martha and Mary. I am the resurrection and the life. I am the resurrection and the life, Jesus says. And he shows this hum human uh, emotion. He shows this is the only place in the whole gospel, all the scriptures, where Jesus cries. He wept. Because he knew the pain and the suffering that Mary and Martha, his friends, were enduring. In many ways, uh, we can take comfort in that, that he knows our pain, our suffering. In this time of loss of Jim and of all those who are enduring physical uh, suffering, likewise isolation, Christ knows that and is with us. This moment where we're, we're separated, we're isolated, where we're facing our own mortality, we call upon the name of the Lord and we seek his comfort, his strength. We hear in the words, likewise in the book of Romans, the letter of Romans, the crux, the very reality of how we're saved, of how Christ can raise us from the dead. St. Paul says, if the spirit of the one, meaning God, who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, the one who raised Christ from the dead will give life to your mortal bodies also through his spirit dwelling in you. To expel sin, the darkness and the ways of, 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 of the Satan from our lives and to accept the life of Christ, allowing the Holy Spirit to dwell with us so that when we, if we die, the Lord may raise us up also. A beautiful prophecy likewise of Ezekiel, finally, 
that Ezekiel, that prophecy from Ezekiel, very beautiful. Oh, my people, I will open your graves and have you rise from them. Think of that phrase when we go to the cemetery. Oh, my people, I will open your graves and have you rise from them. I will put my spirit in you that you may live. And thus you shall know that I am the Lord. I have promised it, and I will do it, says the Lord. Let us trust in the Lord who loves us. Let us turn back to him with all of our hearts. Let us pray for for Jim today and all those who suffer in these ways of, of sickness and give thanks to God that he may that he received the anointed of the sick and the sacraments through his life, the confession just a, a week or two before his death. What a beautiful gift. Let us not lose that opportunity in our own lives, if possible, to seek out the help of the Lord. And maybe consider the, in, in a joyful way uh, the angels singing in heaven. Uh, Jim, who spent so many years in dedication to uh, contributing to the music in Our Lady of Lourdes and various different capacities. He loved music, and he loved to contribute. Well, there's no greater singers than the angels, right? Those angels who were there in Bethlehem when Jesus was born, singing, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord, glory to God in the highest. May Jim join the company of of angels at some time. We, We pray for his soul now, and hopefully God will bring him through a purification that is swift and, 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 and peaceful to the time of his uh, eternity in heaven. We pray that the Lord may bring us all to this point, And may the Lord always help us to trust in him, he who is the resurrection and the life.